the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country, and friends. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. We're pleased to be joined by great guests today. A little bit later, we look forward to speaking with Ashley Belogin, founder of the Belogin Law Firm, who, of course, specializes in family law. She's got a lot of great information to share with us about that very interesting field of law. Before we do, before we're joined by Ashley Belogin, of course, I want to let you know we're pleased to be joined in the studio right now by Wes Dumey, of course, community leader in the Apopka area. He's also a former candidate for Apopka City Council. He currently serves on the Planning Commission in the city of Apopka. Of course, he's also a, a businessman, successful businessman in Central Florida as well. Wes, great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Roger, it's a great honor to be here with you this afternoon. Thank you very much. And I look forward to getting your insights. And our specific topic today isn't so much political, but it's more so um, some of the positive aspects of the Apopka community, specifically the blessing of the Apopka Northwest Orange County area of natural resources and recreational opportunities, uh, which of course are related to the growing industry of ecotourism. And I look forward to getting your thoughts on how Apopka and the greater uh, Northwest Orange County region can uh, you know, better um, become equipped and, and, and better exploit uh, the opportunities for ecotourism. Before we do that, though, of course, I want to remind our, our listeners that the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Of course, Christner's is where you'll enjoy generous servings of prime beef, and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. Now let's go back to Wes Dumey. And Wes, can you talk about, I know you've been um, um, appointed to the Planning Commission in Apopka and certainly in a very rapidly growing area such as the city of Apopka. That's an important position. First of all, can you talk about what are your specific duties um, on the Planning Commission? Sure, sure. Uh, let me Let me say one thing before we go there. Uh, it was great, you know. I just, I actually just left the uh, Popka Women's Club that is setting up for the Art and Foliage Festival, 61st annual Art and Foliage Festival this weekend, and it was great to be over there helping them get set up. But we're going to have a fantastic event this week, and this is another big one for the Popka area, and it helps support, you know, the agricultural business as well as the ecotourism they're going to be talking about. And how, how it goes in with the planning commission. And you have a very appropriate green shirt as well. <laughs> yeah, I wore the green shirt because, you know, the ladies, they always wear green shirts. So I told told my wife, I said, I'll just wear green today. She goes, oh, it's, it's seasonal. So, uh, yeah, you know, with the planning commission, our role and responsibility is to review projects that are coming before the, the city council. So we're kind of an advisory board that kind of is an intermediary between the development review committee which is the initial step, and then the the end is the city council where they have the final legal say on whether a project happens or not. We're supposed to review all these things and see if they're in accordance with the land development code and also um, a good fit for the area as much as possible. So it's an interesting interesting opportunity to get out there and, and work with people you know, try to apply the, the rules and logic the best we can. You know, we're not always going to get it perfect, but we'll we'll try to get it perfect as many times as we can. And uh, I think one of the challenges here is that there's a lot of different competing factions. So it's kind of as a joke. We just say we try to keep everybody equally unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that, and I think that's a great point because uh, the real world of it is 
a lot of major decisions um, need to be made, and and you've got competing uh, interests. You've got people competing values, and especially in the Apopka area, which you know for for you know deck over a hundred years, let's put it that way, um, was was a a, a rural agri- uh, country with an ag- uh, agricultural agrarian. Uh, economy, uh, right. way of life, and that you know, and all the things that come along with that—the small town, um, you know, country way of life—and that, of course, has rapidly and dramatically changed. Now, Apopka has more of the look and feel of a of a urban suburban, uh, you know, area um, with with massive, I would say, rapid to massive growth um, and development. Um, and, and more to come. And of course, uh, some people uh, think that's a good thing and like it. Other people, uh, you know feel exactly the opposite, you know, don't like it and, and want it to stop or try to stop it. So you know, can you talk about trying to navigate those waters? Well, that's a real interesting question, Roger, because, you know, whenever I was in grad school over at the University of South Florida, I have a master's in economics. And one of the things that we continually looked at was the agrarian economies and how they evolved. And, and they always seem to study countries in Africa, such as Burkina Faso, et cetera. And, you know, I never really imagined that I would be doing it for a so-called job here in the state of Florida and in the city of Apopka. And so it, it's very interesting to, to navigate. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of the people that I accept change, but I think we should manage it correctly. And we have to make sure because this is our city and we want to know how we want our city to look in the next hundred years. And every decision that comes through the planning commission, I, I look at it through the um, the lens that this is something that, I'm going to live with the rest of my life and kids will live with, you know, for the probably the rest of their lives. And so I think it's important that we spend time to get it right. Not just necessarily act in a fast manner, but we act in a judicious, smart manner. Prince, we're glad you're joining us on the Roger Frank and Williams show today. Please be joined right now by Wes Doomey. He's a city leader in the city of Apopka, also businessman. And he's also serves on the planning commission in Apopka. A little bit later, we look forward to speaking with Ashley Balogin, founder of the Balogin Law Firm, a firm that specializes in family law right here in Central Florida. And, and Wes, I, w- I do want to you know, get into the topic of ecotourism. I mean, you've got some definite thoughts and even goals uh, there as relates to the Apopka, Northwest Orange County area. But um, I do just want to take one step back, and I know that you, I mentioned briefly that you had been a candidate for Apopka City Council and can you talk about um, just what led you, as a businessman from the private sector, you know, what led you to want to uh, you get that uh, heavily involved, if you will, um, in the city of Apopka and, and, and want to seek to serve on the on the city council in Apopka? Well, that's always a fun discussion because depending on who you talk to, I put a lot of thought into it or maybe no thought into it. But the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the reality is it's something I've had my eyes on for a long time but just never seemed to be the right time to step in and, and take, take a stab at it. And finally, and, and I was actually at Christner's Steakhouse having a discussion with a friend about it one night, and, and he just said, are you going to wait for the perfect time or are you just going to give it a shot? Because if you wait for the perfect time, you may never have the opportunity. And, you know, that really weighed on my head. I thought, you know what, maybe this is the time. And I, and I took a stab at it, and I thought we had a good time. And I really, one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done in my life uh, getting to get out there and talk to people. And I, I really felt like I was a natural at going going out there and, and making the impressions and the friendships and relationships. And I really enjoyed that. So I, I don't regret that one bit. Now, I'd like to pick up and, and let's talk about the topic of ecotourism and just the some of the aspects of the Apopka Northwest Orange County area that are very well suited for ecotourism and, and the abundance or even, if not even overabundance of, of natural resources in the area. Lots of natural resources. This, that's one of the things that drew me to the Apopka area actually was the fact that it was such an abundant area for natural resources. I mean, we have Wekiva Springs State Park, we got Rock Springs, uh, we have, you know, Blue Sink. Uh, we have just ton of, of trees. I mean, just, the foliage. I mean, even the foliage festival we talked about earlier today. I mean, Apopka, I think, is a beautiful area. There's just some areas that are flat, some areas are rolling hills. I mean, I, I love the flatlands. That's I grew up in the in the hills, and I love flatlands. You know, so but Apopka has a, quite a bit of call it natural diversity. So Tree and, City, USA. Yeah, yeah. Lake and, Apopka, the whole North Shore. Yeah, the Lake Apopka, and that's a fantastic opportunity. I think for the future is if we can tie all those things together and become an ecotourism destination. 
and Central Florida, I think we're really going to have a, a huge win on our hands because that also is going to drive, you know, one of the things running for city commissioner was hearing, you know, we don't have a lot of entertainment options. We don't have enough dining options, et cetera. And the two things I'd say to that is the first thing is please get out there and support the businesses that are already here and the people that have invested their money and in, in providing those op- options for us today. But also, if we can get this ecotourism initiative off the ground, then that will bring a whole bunch of new ancillary businesses into the city that will say, hey, we're going to capitalize on that increased, um, you know, foot traffic. No, I th- think it's um, you know, a great thought, a great idea for, for a lot of reasons. I know that our friend Paul Faircloth devoted a lot of mm-hmm. um, energy and time to, you know, th- th- that topic um, um Previously, and uh, you know, and one thing I th- I like about the ecotourism as relates to the Apopka area is that it, it it it's organic. It's something that the Apopka community has that 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 really not too many other places have, especially here in, in Central Florida. You know, it's something that uh, Apopka could build around taking something that's unique um, to our specific area, an advantage that that we have that other communities don't, and and really really a- exploiting it rather than just trying to copy what somebody else is, is, is doing or what works for some other different kind of a town or community. Well, that's, that's exactly right. You know, I, I think if we try to copy what somebody else has done, we're on the path to failure. But if we build on what we have here, we're on the path to success. I mean, look at what Kiva Springs State Park and on a weekend, a summer weekend, the line's there at 5, 6 in the morning. Same thing with Brock Springs. If you don't get in by 839, you're not getting in. You know, and, and that there's good and bad to that. And the good is that we're attracting people from all over the Central Florida area that are spending the day. The bad news is some of our local friends here that live in Apopka aren't able to utilize those resources. But if the people are going to be here, we should try to capture that traffic. Instead, you know, instead of somebody coming here uh, from, you know, Kissimmee to go to Rock Springs, we should try to capture them to go have a after uh, after canoe float drink over at the Three Odd Guys or a barbecue sandwich over at Porky's. That's what we need to do is we need to capture them and keep their dollars in our community. They're here anyways. That's the best customer. That's a great point. We'll pick that up when we come back from our break. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now our guest is Wes Doomy, community leader and businessman. I want to, uh, before we go to break, remind you that our program and all the programs you hear on AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. Also want to let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor for now 16 years in a row. So when you're in pain, I encourage you to call Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Friends, stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Right now we're speaking with Wes Doomy, community leader and businessman in the Apopka community. A little bit later we look forward to speaking with Ashley Belogin, founder of the Belogin Law Firm with their specialty in family law also want to let you know that, give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions, let you know that if you have garage door problems of any kind, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find out more about them at FLADoor.com or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And I want to say a word about a, about the guys, the great guys up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair and of course, now that we're solidly into spring with summer approaching, I want to let you know that Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair is your one-stop headquarters for all your lawn and garden needs. They also sell the best power equipment products and lawnmowers in the business. You can find out more about them at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Now back to Wes Doomy, community leader and businessman in Apopka. We pick up our conversation about ecotourism and the opportunities in the Apopka area. And, you know, Wes, you've got some specific, um, you know, ideas there. Can you share a couple of those with us, please? Well, you know, I was thinking earlier about I had some friends come down from Maryland and I sent them over to King's Landing, which is just it was beautiful. And, and 
uh, that my buddy's wife, she had never been on anything like that. And actually, I don't think she'd ever been in the state of Florida. And it was a great welcoming to, to our community to go down there. And I mean, it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous going down through the Wakiva run, the spring run and, and seeing, you know, alligators, turtles, all the wildlife. I mean, it's, it's really an interesting place for those of you who've been out there and the water is just crystal clear and wonderful. And we also, on the west side of our town, you know, we have Lake Apopka, which I understand at one time was a, a phenomenal bass fishing uh, lake. And I think that they're getting yeah, better. Yeah, it actually was a tourism destination. Yeah, yeah. And this goes back to the 50s and early 60s before, of course, it became a, you know, rather dramatically polluted, as, as I think that's, you know, it's... Uh, People know it was well known fact, but yeah, before that it was it was you know, speaking of ecotourism before the before the term ecotourism was ever coined, Lake Apopka was was a tourist destination for bass fishing. Yeah, wouldn't it be neat to go back in time and see some of those fish camps along there? Like you know, I think Moccasin Hollow was one of them, and there was a few other ones. Uh, but you know, I think that there's maybe some opportunity that we could drive some more of that kind of development over on the Lake Apopka. I know the city owns a number of properties over there, as well as. A, you know, some of the private properties, you know, maybe we can do some incentives to get people to develop a uh, tourism type destination. Um, I think that would, that would really be a big draw. And we could tie that together with our Springs and bring it right through the heart of downtown. And I, you know, you've, now you've got all the, the, the chess table is set for success because we've got the draw, we've got the people. And now we would have the businesses because the businesses will come because we have the draws and the people. It's like a, it's a stool. You have the three legs, and each one of those legs is important to, to supporting the, the seat of the stool, and the seat is our, our city. And tying all that together in, in this cohesive marketing image, I think really would be a big win for the city of Apopka. And we'll pick it up there. I mean, are, are there some efforts in, you know, along those lines? Not yet. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, but I would sure like to bring some of those forward. And are, are these some of the things that you talked about in your, your campaign for a... Yeah, now we did talk about some Council. of that. I didn't get too too big into the eco, ecotourism because this was, a, you know, really this was an idea I developed during the campaign. So it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, flying an airplane through a, a thunderstorm, really, you know, campaigning because you're always trying to deviate around, uh, the, the you know, the potential uh, terrible winds and, and trying to get your destination safely. So... You know, this this really was an idea that I came about during the campaign after talking to people and hearing what people wanted. And, and it's like this is to me, it was just obvious. It was an obvious opportunity. And I hope that I can sell this opportunity to other people inside the community because I know other people have had discussions about different things. So and one, one thing I'll just add to that is, um, you know, whenever we have uh, former county commissioner Fred Brummer on the show, he always is quick to point out uh, that one of the things that he learned uh, you know, during his hands-on uh, tenure with the county commission, especially with doing some projects related to uh, Lake Apopka. In fact, back at the Bird of Palooza days, which he helped to create, mm-hmm. which was a great event out at Lake Apopka, was one thing he learned there was that <laughs> there was a one of the there's a huge, literally a worldwide um, famous, <laughs> worldwide known. A birding festival that takes place over in Merritt Island um, mm-hmm. every year, and one thing he learned was that they actually have a day set aside where they, and it's like a week long event where they take a a, a bus trip, mm-hmm. orchestrate a bus trip to Lake Apopka because of how the unique uh, there are birds at Lake Apopka on the North Shore that you literally don't find anywhere else in the world. It's one of the most unique uh, experiences for, for birders. Um, and he just, he thought that was a little bit ironic in that here they are, um, here Merritt Island has this huge worldwide reputation uh, for birding, and here they're taking people over to Apopka to, 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 to do bird watching. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. You know, that the wildlife drive is a great asset for our community. And I believe they're, they're planning on building a new... Uh, interactive visitor center, interpretive visitor center there at the beginning of it, which is another opportunity to helpfully sell some of our uh, attributes in our community. We're speaking with Wes Dumey, community leader in Apopka, businessman, serves on the planning commission, former candidate for Apopka City Council. And Wes, now I know when you're talking about issues that come before you on the planning commission, also, um, I would say related to uh, some of your ideas in terms of Ecotourism is the 
um, environmental protection angle, and can you? And there's some specific um, things that relate to the Apopka area um, as far as that goes. Can you address that? Yeah, sure. One of the things that I always you know, I, I love nature and I'm an environmentalist and, and not the kind that slashes people's tires on their cars or nothing, but I'm the kind that believes strongly in protecting our natural resources, such as our, our trees and, and where we, where we're able to do so. And, you know, there's a new apartment complex going in right off uh, between 436 and Sheeler, just east of where the Winn-Dixie will be with the city center. And there's probably, you know, a hundred plus mature oak trees there that are all going to get taken down for this complex. And I was kind of surprised whenever we saw the plan. I don't believe there was any kind of preservation or um, attempt to preserve any of those trees. They just basically cut them all down, and they're going to replace them with some smaller trees, and not necessarily oaks, but other types as well. And I think that's an opportunity we can address in our land development code and, and encouraging more builders to preserve and protect the oak trees. I can tell you, for you know, my personal residence, I bought the house because it's in a forest, and the, the builder had protected all the trees. And I thought that, you know, that really, to me, that brings the property together. Uh, one of the things Orange County has a, a green space requirement for their developments this is 35% of a, say a, a, a plat has to be green space. And, you know, the city of Apopka is 20%. You know, that's an opportunity for us to be, um, to bring either our, uh, we don't necessarily have to meet 35%, but I think that that's an opportunity for the city to change the land, have a glitch amendment to change the land development code so that we have more green space because green space, you know, protects and, and, and never forget that foliage protects property values. People want to live around pretty trees and landscaping. That That's what really helps drive property values. So if we can protect, you know, one of our greatest natural assets in the northwest Orange County area, it's really going to help drive property values and, and beautify our city. So if we can if we can raise the green space requirement up from 20 percent towards 35%, I think that would help in that matter, as well as incentivizing the protection of mature landscaping that's already on the property. No, no I, I agree. Absolutely. I hate to hear that about the apartment complex. Because it was, yeah, that was, to me, that was, those trees are one of the best things about, about, the, about that Apopka has to offer. So, yeah. you know, I think that uh, definitely going, things are going in the wrong direction there if, if they're putting up complexes and <laughs> taking wow. down uh, areas like that. So, um, and then along those lines, I mean, as somebody who's, you know, stepped into the arena and be actively involved yes i have i've noticed there's quite a uh, you know increasing number of what i would call a uh, non-attractive ugly uh, uh, large apartment complexes coming into the area i mean is this an issue people are dealing with is this something that's just going to be part of the way of life from now on um are, are people uh you know opposing anything like this or you know what's going on as far as that goes well let me let me address that question specifically because one of the things during my campaign you know i did speak with the uh, the builders association they were calling to see if about a um, a um, endorsement, and I, I specifically asked them. I said, you know, what's the, in your opinion? What is the city of Apopka doing right, and what is the city doing wrong? What could we do better? And from from their perspective, but one of the things that they, you know, the builders were talking about was that Northwest Orange County really has the only large buildable lots in the entire Orange County area, and so everything's going to gravitate up towards this way if we don't, whether we like it or not. But the thing is. Our city government can decide. We this is our we set the court. We set the we set the conditions and we create the rules. We can decide exactly what we want to see and how we want to see it. You know, um, we need to. I always try to walk the fine line, and it is a very fine line of protecting private property rights. People that want to develop their land, maybe it's their retirement. We have to be sure to protect that, but we can also make sure that we see stuff that we want to see and what makes our city beautiful and what gives us a good mix of retail, uh, commercial, and also a uh, residential. And so talking about the apartment complexes, uh, you know, I think that's more of an issue that the city council would have to address, but that apparently there's a demand for it because these builders are building it. Uh, they, they're filling up, uh, you know, I, I have my own personal thoughts on that, but I can't always, sh- um, working on the planning commission, you have to be very, let me say, uh, judicious in what you say, and you have to look at the rule of law and how it's interpreted, the land development code is interpreted to the project, regardless of my personal feelings on it. Well, very interesting uh, topics, and it's great to have you here discussing them, West to me, city of Apopka. Well, thank you, Roger. It was great to be here discussing with you. You know, I hope that the public will 
you know, stay involved. And, you know, if, if people don't like certain development, please let your commissioners know. And, you know, let's work to build a better city together. We have we have a beautiful town here. I think we have a great a great start and we, we can just we can make it better. It's our choice whether we do that or not. No, I appreciate you uh, taking the step to get actively involved, to take the initiative. I mean, that's how we have uh, better communities in a better country as citizens, uh, you know, stepping up, doing their part to, for good citizenship and to, to make your feelings known. And you certainly have a great background uh, for that. So we appreciate uh, your efforts. Well, thank you. Every now and then it does feel like whack-a-mole because you stick your head up, you get whacked on the head. But that's okay. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. The uh, the political arena is definitely a school of hard knocks, that's for sure. Right, it is. We appreciate you for, for stepping into it. Thank you. Friends, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We look forward to being joined by Ashley Belodgen, founder of the Belodgen Law Firm. Please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you enjoyed the program today. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Wes Doomey, community leader, businessman in the Apopka area. As I said before, it's great to see. You know, Wes is a guy that really has just stepped up and taken the initiative as a private citizen uh, to get more involved, actively involved, not only in, in the community, but also in the government, um, working in the community. That even included, as we talked about, him running for a position on the Popka City Council. Now he's on the planning uh, commission, and um, I just think he's a great example of, of people who care about their community and, and, and step up to take the initiative, and, and which includes some hard work uh, to help make the community a better place, and hope you enjoyed the conversation with him. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by somebody else who's working to make our community a better place, Ashley Belogin, founder of the Belogin Law Firm. And of course, as you know from previous shows that Blodgen Law Firm specializes in family law. And let's go to Ashley Blodgen right now. Ashley, great to catch up with you again. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be back here again. So as long as your listeners are okay with it, I'll keep coming back as much as you want me to. Well, good, because I, you know, the topics we talk about and the information you share with us, I think is very relevant uh, to our listeners. Uh, and also it's, um, I don't really see a lot of places that we're that are you know talking about uh, or, or or sharing the information that you share with us, and I'm, what I'm talking about specifically, or just kind of the the particular basics or or the way the law uh, works in in real life in, in the field of of family law. And so I and I also know it's a very difficult field from a, a legal perspective, um, from an attorney perspective, and it's an important uh, field uh, it, which really touches people directly in their lives during times of crises and, and, and difficulty. So anyway, I appreciate what you do, and, and I enjoy hearing hearing the information that you share with our listeners. Now, can you, well, thank you. I'm happy to share it. Wh- and, and why don't we start? I've got some other specific questions that we haven't quite addressed uh, when you've joined us before, but first of all, why don't we just review a little bit, and can you just give us a brief overview of the field of family law, um, exactly uh, what that uh, pertains specifically, and, and what people, uh, our listeners, should know about it? Sure, absolutely. So um, family law is, there's a lot of things in family law. Sometimes people usually tend to think that I just do divorces. That is part of family law, but it's not only. So other areas in family law that I do are paternity cases. So that's when you have a child with someone you're not legally married to. A modification, that's when you're trying to come back and change the time-sharing parenting plan or child support amount. I can help with um, child support issues. I do step-parent adoptions, not um, uh, private or international because that's really, really involved, but I can do a step-parent adoption. I can do contempt actions. So contempt actions is when the other parent's not doing what they're court ordered to do. So one would be like, maybe they're not paying child support. Maybe one parent's always late uh, with the pickup and drop-offs. Maybe they're really mean to the other parent with the way they speak to them, because that's not allowed either. So that would be a contempt motion. You can do a name change. Um, Normally you do them in divorces and stuff, like if one spouse wants to go back to their maiden name, but you can do that. Um, You uh, Also in family law is domestic violence. We call them injunctions. So in Florida, it's called an injunction, not a restraining order. But a restraining order is usually what people think of, um, but we just call them injunctions here in Florida. So we do do those as well. 
um, and I do collaborative family law cases. So I got trained for that um, in January, and I absolutely love it. Collaborative law is not the same as doing a regular divorce or regular paternity action, and not all family law attorneys um, are trained in this, and not all of them are wanting to do collaborative law. So I would definitely ask, um, I would definitely ask your attorney, like if this is something you're interested in, to, um, to speak to them about it. So collaborative law is when you have um, both sides are represented. So both um, you and your spouse or both you and the other parent both have attorneys. There's a financial advisor on the case. We call them a financial neutral and a mental health counselor called a mental health neutral. So you really have four people working together on your case. It's very structured. It's like you're in mediation every time you meet. It's, it's an amazing way to do a case. It keeps things very amicable, very streamlined, and you have a much, much better outcome doing this than if you were going to just go to regular divorce or paternity action. Because if you don't um, get along with each other, like it, it'll just go to a judge and the judge will make a decision. Whereas in a collaborative, um, collaborative law proceeding, it's really like what's best for the parties as well as their children. So it's an amazing way to do a case. Um, if you if you don't know about it, so those are the areas that we do for family law. Oh, thank you. Very, very interesting and and much food for thought there, definitely. And um, and this is why I'd like to have you join us because this is all information I think is very relevant uh, to cert- certain people in these situations, and it's not well known information. Um, now I'd like to if you if you would like to, um, I, I know that you um, you are a Christian based. A firm law firm, and I and I think that's relevant uh, to the way that you handle things, handle your cases. Um, c- can you address that? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a faith based law firm. How I always explain it is, we do not push religion on you. You do not have to be a believer. You do not have to believe in God or even go to church or anything uh, for us to represent you. How I like to explain it is, while the Florida bar ethics for me being an attorney are high, which they are. I know some people like laugh and like, no, they're not. No, Florida has very, very high standards for being an attorney. Um, but for, uh, God's standards of me being an attorney are even higher. Those are the standards that I have to hold to. Um, also, with us being believers um, or a faith-based law firm, we offer counseling. Um, not every family law attorney is going to offer counseling. Um, when people reach out to us for a divorce, we're going to see if you even want a divorce or a family counseling is something that can save your marriage. Um, we work with a lot of counselors for your children, for trauma, domestic violence, because a lot of our cases have a lot of trauma and domestic violence. Um, if your child is maybe special needs or needs a special kind of counselor, we'll do that. We work with grief counselors, addiction counselors. Almost all of our counselors are faith-based. We do work with some coaches as well, because we know not everyone wants a counselor. Some people would rather have a coach, especially men. We know men usually are not... Um, very um, open to counseling. I mean, it's getting better, but we know it's still not um, very easy for men. So we work with a lot of coaches as well. So that's what sets us apart from, I would say, probably like a typical firm. Not saying like we're better because we're not, but I'm just saying we're just not like every other law firm that's out there. No, and I think that's another thing that makes you uh, interesting interesting, and, and, and I think you, and uniquely positive. And, and what I mean by that. More specifically, and we've talked about this before, but I think it's and it, I think it's very interesting um, and relevant. Is that you know there's a I would say maybe a stereotype or at least a, a perspective by a lot of people that um, you know d- divorce cases or certainly from some certain attorneys. Let's put it that way. Uh, need to be confrontational, um, even to the point of uh, some that feel that uh, confrontation, aggressive confrontation, if you will. Um, benefits uh, their particular uh, client or party, and, and, and you have a completely different perspective on that. Absolutely, and you're completely correct, Roger. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I said this in like the last segment that I was on, but um, I always tell people in consultation, listen, I'm not for everyone. That's okay. You don't have to go with me. We're going to do things the right way. We're going to do them the ethical way. I will never help you hurt the other parents. I will not do that. Now, if they are, like that parent's unsafe or harmful, especially to you or the child, we will absolutely look into that and we will make sure that these children are protected, but I will never help you hurt or harm the other parent. That's very unethical and I find it, uh, it's it's wrong. Now, I always tell people in a consultation, listen, if you want to talk to other attorneys, absolutely talk to as many as you want, but you need to be very, very aware of who you hire as your attorney. Family law attorneys have a significant amount of influence and control over your case, 
and they can affect you in a very, very bad way, which will affect you and your child, not only after your case is done, but it could go into the next generation of children, meaning your grandchildren. And it is that serious when I'm saying you need to be very careful who you hire, because some attorneys out there do not care about you. They do not care about your children. They are definitely not looking out for what's going to happen when your case is finished. So they're just looking out for their pocket now. And some of them are just all about going to trial, which a lot of people don't understand. But trial is nothing like you see in TV or on the movies. It's nothing like that. The judge is going to hear a very, very small part of your case. And then this person who doesn't know you is going to make a decision that's going to impact you and your children for many, many years. So I always try to tell people, let's try to resolve as much as we can, either in mediation, before mediation, or after mediation, so you don't have to go to trial, because trial is thousands and thousands of dollars, and honestly, really no one's ever a winner. Really, almost no one's ever a winner. So I just tell people, be very careful who you hire for your attorney. The most expensive attorney and the most serious practicing, I can promise you from firsthand experience, does not mean you're the best attorney for you. Great information, great real-world information, and we're pleased that Ashley Balogin is here sharing with us on our show. And Ashley, we have a break coming up. Before we go to that break, I look forward to having you stay with us, of course, when we come back. But I, can you share with you how, how any listeners that want to reach you, how they could get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can always, um, you can either call or text me. The number is, 407-338-3230. So you can call or text that number. I see every single text message that comes through. Would you like me to give you my email address? It's kind of long. Would you like me to just leave the, my number? Because my email is pretty long. Well, wh- whatever, whatever, just uh, wh- whatever suits you. And, and- um, so, my, so my email address, if you ever want to email me, so it's going to be Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, at, B as in boy, A-I-L-L-A-R-G-E-O-N, lawfirm.com. And you can just, like, Google me, and then I should come right up. So, But um, but that's my email if you ever want to directly reach out to me that way as well. Well, th- well thank you very much. I think that, um, you know, like I said, what, you, what you're sharing is something that is, is very important to people um, in these situations, these difficult situations, and I just want them to be able to reach you if, if they have that. Inclination, and, and friends, we're going to go to our, our next break. When we come back, we'll continue to speak with Ashley Balogin, founder of the Balogin Law Firm. As you're hearing, they specialize in family law. Uh, when we come before we go to that break, I want to give a shout out to my friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know, give them my strong uh, recommendation to you uh, for a great place to take your car if you need to have your car serviced and you want to have the peace of mind of finding a, a car repair shop that'll service your car with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability. And you can find them at 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. You can trust the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. That's where I take my car. I've been taking it there for over 20 years. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Right now, we're pleased to be speaking with Ashley Balogin. She's the founder of the Balogin Law Firm, a law firm located right here in Central Florida that specializes in family law. And now, Ashley, I'd like to, I've got a couple specific questions I want to ask you about family law um, and, and divorce and child custody issues. But first of all, um, just kind of a practical question that I, I'm sure um, you know relates to certain people, and and that is what if you know somebody has to you know they're involved in a situation where they have to file something with the court, but they just flat out cannot afford an attorney. Great question. So I get people to reach out to me often that can't afford me, but they're like, I don't know what to do on my case. 
that is totally fine. So if you ever want to reach and you're like, hey, Ashley, listen, I can't afford you to come on my case, but can you just help me out? That is no problem. I do charge for consultation and stuff like that, but that's why I charge for consultation so I can help people who can't afford an attorney. So if you're having this kind of problem that Roger just mentioned, it will be called a contempt, okay? So what you're going to do is you would go either down to the courthouse or you would go to the Florida Supreme Court website, okay? You're going to look up the family law form. If you go into Google and you type Florida Supreme Court family law forms, it will come right up. And there'll be like a little search bar, uh, search box when, um, when you go to the website, okay? And you'll just type in like motion for contempt or just type in the word contempt and you'll have a sample motion that will come up. If you're going to write on the, um, the document itself, you must be in black ink. I always tell people type on it. If you are able to, please type or write very, very legibly. Okay, so a motion for contempt, you're going to file that with the, um, you're going to put in what the other parent's not doing, but what they're supposed to be doing. So mom or dad is supposed to be dropping our children or child off at 7 p.m. They're always 45 minutes late. Our parenting plan says they can only be 30 minutes late. Put that down. Mom or dad is always calling me names. They're really mean to me. They're, um, they're swearing at me. They're belittling me. The conversation's never about our child. Put that in there. Whatever else they're not doing, like maybe they're not paying child support. That's a very, very, that's a very big one. So you can put that in there, okay? So everything they're not doing that they're supposed to be doing, you're going to put that in a motion for contempt, and then you're going to file it with the court, okay? So you're going to have to go down to the courthouse unless you know how to e-file. Um, that's like a whole separate conversation. But if you don't know what that is, just physically go down to the courthouse and you will need to file it, okay? Meaning just give it to the clerk or person in the family law division, okay? Something for you to know is you will have to mail it to the other, um, either spouse or the other parent. You have to. If they don't have an attorney on the case, um, I would still just mail it to them to cover um, your butt legally. So make sure you mail it to them so they have it. And then it will be up to you. You will have to schedule the hearing, okay? So this is me giving free legal advice right here. You will have to schedule the hearing. The court will never just say, oh, you filed a motion. Um, okay, let's set the hearing up. I almost never see that, like 1%, even if that. So you must follow up after you file it, get hearing times, and you need to go in front of the judge. But if you don't get hearing times and you don't schedule it, you're not going in front of the judge. Because I see people all the time who are not represented and they just file stuff and they're like, oh, we never had a hearing because the court has thousands of cases. You have to be the one that gets hearing times and you have to be the one that follows up. I hope that helps. Very interesting. Great information, friends. Authoritative information from Ashley Belagin in the field of family law, practical information that you can use if you are in the situation. And now I'd like to pick up there actually and talk about uh, two other topics and you kind of touched on one of them and that is a situation where you've got uh you know a, i guess a, a cup a couple who is is now divorced um you know there's 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 custody issues and one of the parents is is not cooperating you know we talked about earlier about how you big part of your mission you know as a faith-based firm and as a christian is to you know help bring people together as much as they can in these difficult, in difficult, uh, you know, in, in divorce proceedings, which of course are, are, are difficult to begin with. Um, and you try to help, you know, make that as conciliatory as possible, uh, which is not always the case uh, with, with attorneys um, in that situation. However, um, you know, the real world is there are just some cases where one parent is not cooperating or, or being a, you know, a difficult on purpose, if you will, um, and this obviously causes problems for for the other parent. Um, um, do you encounter situations like this? And if so, what is your advice and how do you deal with it? Oh, yes, it happens all the time. And then if the other side is not representing, meaning your ex-spouse or just um, ex-lover, um, if they're not represented, I have them who try to have me be in the middle to try to referee the conflict, which I try to referee as much as I can and try to respond as compassionately as possible, it is very difficult. So if the other parent, like you're just never getting, 
like just you can't um, parent with them. They're just very difficult. They're very mean, nasty. They're just not doing what they're supposed to. So that would be a contempt that I told you about. Another option you could do is called a modification. I would highly, highly recommend speaking to a family law attorney about which option is best. Because sometimes people will reach out to me and they say, I want to do a modification. The modifications when you're coming back to court to change the time-sharing parenting plan or child support, okay? It's not a motion for contempt. A motion for contempt is other parents not doing what they want, judge, yell at them, attorney sees if I'm represented, possibly go in jail. Maybe they get, um, maybe you, the parent that's not doing, um, the parent who is doing what they're supposed to, they might get makeup time-sharing. That's a contempt. A modification is when you're literally redoing your divorce case or your paternity case literally all over again. It is literally doing your case all over again. So I always tell people, you definitely want to speak to a family law attorney about which option is best for you. Because sometimes when people reach out to me, they're like, oh, I want to do a modification. But everything going on in their case is actually a contempt. Like the parent isn't doing what they're supposed to, but it's not a modification. A modification is completely different. A modification, you need to, you need to be um, very specific with why you want to change your time sharing in your parenting plan. Um, there's cases out there where, um, where parents uh, were alcoholics or substance abusers, um, users, excuse me, um, substance users when their case was going on. Their case finished and then they got sober. Those reasons were not strong enough to come back and change their time-sharing and parenting plan, which is terrible, it's awful, it's horrible, but that's one thing of what I'm talking about. So if you're trying to change your time-sharing or parenting plan, you want to make sure the other parent really is not doing what they're supposed to. And your reasons can never be, oh, I'm just, I got a new job and I just like need to move or whatever, and this is really better for me. No, you'll get denied before you even begin. You need to make sure your reasons why you're changing it are always, always related to your child. So I hope that kind of helps with what a couple different options are. Great, great insights. We're speaking with Ashley Balajan, founder of the law, the Balajan Law Firm, and they specialize in family law. And Ashley, we've got about three minutes or less, and I would like to have you uh, one more important topic, um, and it's somewhat related to this, is is what about that difficult divorce you know the situation where you know, your efforts to try to be conciliatory your efforts to try to help smooth the waters you know, just just aren't working um one party's trying to cooperate and do things the right way the other was just flat out <laughs> having none of it and are bound and determined to be difficult how, how, how do you handle that situation so if um so besides the two legal actions of what i've done a lot of our cases at my firm a lot of them most of them are, have a lot of domestic violence um, issues. Like, uh, and I don't ever ask if you're physically being abused because people will share that when they're comfortable. But people don't even usually tell me they're in a domestic violence um, marriage or relationship. I just know based on off of some of the things that they're saying. Um, and because I've been in that situation myself, so I'm very aware of trigger words that says something about this marriage or relationship is not right. So. It, besides those two legal outcomes that you can do, if you're communicating with the other parent and they're just being mean and nasty and difficult, this is what I always tell people in consultations as well as my own clients. That parent or ex-spouse is forever going to have control over you as long as you let them. I know this is much, much easier said than done. I understand that 100%. But this person is going to have control over you after these children turn 18 and well into like, what if they get married? And like your child has their own children because that other parent's very likely still going to be around for like a wedding, you know, college graduation, the grandchildren, birthday parties. So the reality of what it comes down to is I don't want to live like this anymore and I'm not going to allow them to speak to me like this anymore or I'm just going to ignore it. I know that it's much easier said than done, but you have to, because the more that you're like, I'm not going to let what they're saying get to me, you can get your power back and it won't affect you as much anymore. Normally with abusers or people, a lot of times they hear narcissists, the same thing, or usually they're usually the same kind of person. But normally what happens in those situations is they are going to always have control over you as long as you give it to them. So when you only respond about your child and if you 
have to respond and you don't respond about anything else, you're taking the power away from them. So I tell clients, don't check their social media. Don't check their new girlfriend, new spouse, or whoever they are. Don't check their social media. Why would you do that? Oh, well, I need to see if they're... No, stop, stop. You need to worry about you and your life, and you need to worry about your child or children, okay? So if the other parent is very difficult and abusive, you, you have to put the stop to it. So you have to just stop responding. I tell my clients all the time, you only respond when it is about your child and if you have to. So meaning like if they're like, oh, I don't like what little Sally's outfit was today, ignore. Not something you need to answer. Oh my gosh, you know what? You didn't do this. Ignore. Unless it's something you need to respond to, then you respond. But if you don't take your power back now, they will control you way after your child turns 18. I hope that helped answer your question. Great, great information. Ashley Balogin, thank you once again for joining us on the Roger Franken Williams Show and sharing wonderful, practical, legal information. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I love coming back. Enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. And friends, hope you have a blessed day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.